Hey Keshav, it's my turn now. I have a question for you. Sure, go ahead. Have you heard of the paradox of choice? Yes, I have. It's like this feeling that offering more choices to the user will assist the user, though it often works as a distraction. Yes, exactly. And Netflix was facing this too, as they have around six thousand titles, so it becomes mentally exhausting to choose one from it. Do you know what they did to tackle this? Yes, they used the data for a person and rolled out a new feature, Play Something, which randomly plays a title for you based on your preferences, giving you an escape from making a decision. Right. I think it was inspired by Spotify's Shuffle Play. That could be true. As we make around 35,000 decisions in a day, at the end of the day, we are pretty tired. And if a person can't make a choice, then that frustration can make you leave and go to another platform. Also, in case the user is able to make a decision, then it can lead to post-choice regret, which eventually leads to customer dissatisfaction. This is a good example of data-driven design for sure. It's great that technology is now driving design, which had taken a backseat for a long time. That's true. And today we have on board with us Pushti Bhatia from Interview Bit to give us insights on design and the importance of choices in one's life. Obsessed with minions and in love with coffee, her life is nothing less than extraordinary. Currently working with Arunak Kumar from TBF on project, she has a charming personality with a tinge of humor. We are very thrilled to welcome Pushti Bhatia from Interview Bit. An ingenious thinker with out of this world analogies. This would be a conversation that will take you off to new tangents. Welcome to Nine Degrees, exploring new angles. Hey, Pushti, welcome to Nine Degrees. Delighted to have you on the show. So, how's it going these days, and how are you? Hey, Keshav, I'm great, and uh, everything is going super smooth. And uh, super happy to be at home. Like I'm getting a lot of time to be with my family again. Never thought actually that I would cherish these moments again once I stepped out for college. So how's it going out for you? So it's going great as well here. Podcasting is really fun. You know, talking to a lot of people from very diverse fields. Yeah, I guess that's uh, even exciting for me as well because this is first time I'm experiencing this. So yeah, it's <laughs> great. So you have worked in various roles, right? Mm-hmm. To name a few of them: business development, content writing, graphic designing, and as a stylist in Pepper Fry, and much more. So, how does this diverse experience shape you as a designer? Okay, so most of the time, I do not even know that what the exact work is going to be, and uh, uh, whichever role I applied for or I picked up. So, I started from the very beginning. Uh, I guess when my first year ended in my engineering. So, I uh, went up for a business development internship with Wicked Ride. It was like my senior was working there, and he reached out to me that if you want to join. And uh, now Wicked Ride also runs as Bounds in Bangalore. If you have uh, uh, heard of that startup, so yeah, it was yeah. Um, a bike rental service that was uh, being run in Jaipur. So I joined that, and I was just told that I have to collaborate with various places, probably the cafes and some good hotels and all in the city, and promote the company uh, there and like among the their visitors. So it was like kind of a fun role to <laughs> like go out every day, explore a lot of places, meet a lot of people, and like I made so many connections over there. Then, like for a very long time, I was mostly taking up remote roles because I had started with my college. I wasn't in my own city anymore, 
and my college was also like uh, on the outskirts in the city i was in so it was really difficult to commute to the city so i was mostly taking up the remote roles and uh, there were a few times where i took up freelance roles for photography video shoots of the local brands that were there and like when i used to come home so sometimes i used to do it on weekends and all of that so pepper fry was one such experience and uh, even though i had uh, photography as my major but being in college i never really knew how it actually works out in the industry so yeah. pepper fry was um, one place where i experienced it a lot so like they had a huge warehouse in jodhpur where all the furniture uh, came and like they used to shoot it out there so okay. and they needed a stylist to set up the interiors actually like just uh, style up the pictures uh, which they were shooting so um that was where i get to experience um not just styling but also photography like how it happens how many people are required to create one single set and um, and all of that then uh, for a very long time i took up a lot of remote internships as well like i even did four at a time <laughs> along with my college because i was like just keep doing something and i did not like to sit idle at all so yeah yeah four internships is really difficult Uh, yeah but like i used to manage some hobbies in between classes it was just graphics and my speed was really picking up so i i used to create everything very fast so uh that and i wanted to like uh, explore multiple fields as well like yeah. uh before i graduate out of the college so that i have a clear idea that what i need to do after my college and mm-hmm. my course uh, was communication design so it had a lot of things and it was pretty vast uh that even i wasn't very sure of that why, what i had to pursue after my graduation so yeah. i was like <laughs> trying out everything and um, like i started with content writing so initially i was just writing the city blogs like what happens in the city what are good places to eat all of those and then i switched to a little bit of fashion content to try fashion is my thing but yeah. it really isn't so <laughs> <laughs> then i switched to graphics and um, a lot of community engagement all of the marketing things i tried i had my hands on a lot of those things photography like product photography fashion photography okay. uh, a lot of video videography and uh, ad making video editing animation styling yes. and i guess i tried out everything that was <laughs> in the course yeah. and uh, this was indeed a very diverse experience and uh, a few things that was like i took up things that were literally poles apart but uh, spending time on the ground gave me an idea actually of what i finally want to pursue in my career and like the most surprising part is i'm not even working in any of these domains right now which yeah. I, <laughs> but yeah it was overall yeah. a very nice experience well, i think that helps when hiring people right because you have experience yeah actually and not just in hiring but uh, like if i like i'm working in a startup so uh, it's like if i have to give out some suggestions uh, to the other teams or like in general as well so i know about uh, the other fields like if uh, if i am creating graphics for my own social media so i know like how ads work or what is the general psychology of the ads because i have worked in an advertising agency so something like that it helps overall yeah, so that's exactly how i approach stuff so finding overlap between two very different things for example fragrances and artificial intelligence so that's what goes in my mind as well yeah that's that's nice actually it expands your horizon as well like to think yeah exactly mm-hmm. so you dropped out of engineering to pursue design in nift so how mm-hmm. will you describe your four years there 
<laughs> so if I have to define my four years at NIFT, I guess in one word, it would be insane. Okay. I guess that was the very first bold decision that I took up and I stood up for myself to drop engineering and pursue design. And probably that was the best decision of my life till date. Yeah. <laughs> so those four years I have like grown up so much mentally, emotionally, professionally and in every aspect of my life. So if I compare with engineering, my engineering college or like in general any engineering college, uh, in general the atmosphere which NIF provides is very open, adapting and comforting and I guess that's similar with most of the design colleges or art colleges because it opens up your horizon, it opens up your mind and the like, kind of people you meet out there are like very different. One could be just like uh, be themselves, express themselves freely and put up their thoughts in their own way. And uh, it has broadened my horizon to some other level. And uh, I don't even feel like if uh, I would have been able to speak up on such bold topics so confidently as I'm able to do it right now mm. in public or like even talk about them had I not been in it. Because <laughs> I see a lot of massive improvement when I was in engineering and when I switched to it. So there was a lot of massive improvement in me itself. It was like another diversity of people. So as I told, my college was on the outskirts of the city. So I was in Jodhpur. And Jodhpur is like, it's proper traditional city. And our uh, college felt like another city on its own. Because yeah. people from all walks and like every anyone could wear anything. They're like going to classes in whatever way they like. They're like conversing on any topic. Yeah. We could, uh, we were so open about our presentations, like, uh, we were made to watch things that are like taboo for people outside and still a lot of people of my age or even older won't even be comfortable or open uh, talking about those in public. So yeah, the, uh, there were a lot of phases for sure in college but the best thing uh, for which I would also like to give myself backpacks was like uh, I learned to grow from every situation that came across like um, I did not sank in. And I did not give up actually. So <laughs> obviously yeah. this wouldn't have been possible without support of people around me who were there. Like even my parents who were just a call away and my best friends in college and my friends in the other city. Like there were a few colleges around my campus. So my yeah. few friends from there. And the very first day we were like uh, told the difference between art and design. And that was the very first time that I realized, okay, designing isn't just painting. <laughs> <laughs> All my... Uh, childhood like I felt like it has been a lie and um, I was I just had this conception in mind that I, I will have to do a lot of artistic work in the design college but it's nothing like that or it's not even just related uh, limited to fashion design what people think so it's much more than that and uh, still a lot of people have a misconception over this and uh, a few yeah. people think uh, if you're good at sketching then you will be good at yeah, design yeah exactly exactly yeah. uh, though it's a pro but it's not a yeah. must to have or like kids who do not want to study or aren't good at anything uh, mm -hmm. or who do not want to study they just go for design because they anything uh, they don't teach anything much in design and they don't have to read a lot of books but that this is a myth <laughs> i yeah, have never right. seen someone as busy as a design student that hierarchy should not be there that engineering yeah yeah, yeah. Account, exactly yeah. exactly and uh, 
I guess on our orientation day we were told to forget the term sleep for four years now. <laughs> so, so that's exactly what Sajan said in the previous episode as well. <laughs> yeah, because I guess uh, everyone thinks that design college would be so chill, it's so glamorous. You would be like you're going up to classes. There are no textbooks and all, no exams. And but when it comes to juries, oh God, it's insane. <laughs> so I still like I. it gives me a goosebumps or like when i think about my juries so like for one week straight before the juries we were like night owls and we were just high on caffeine and taking like so much coffee just to wake up i i remember like i literally counted the hours i slept in in a week and it was almost around 10 to 12 hours in a week mm. and after we used to come after giving our juries that was like the point where your threshold has already crossed the line yeah. and you didn't even feel like sleeping that time like you haven't slept for the whole week and then also <laughs> you are not getting to sleep because your body is so used to that and uh, like yeah. they used to make us work so much even if we are making a single small um, mistake the whole redo sometimes the teachers would just like thrash of the projects what the hell you have created this and <laughs> it was but it was a nice experience like uh it was so rigorous in college that even in 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 the industry it is going so harsh so we don't even feel like that so we are already prepared for like storms or even more than that so yeah that's a good thing and like especially when i would see my engineering friends who were there around me like they used to just miss out classes chilling uh. out sleeping all day and binging the shows and what not so i used to feel like what kind of college is this but <laughs> i guess we made a difference there and uh, now when we are heading out in the industry everything seems uh, less and relaxing after those hectic days so yeah. but you can connect the dot backwards and not yeah forwards. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, like overall yeah. it was a crazy cocktail with a great hangover <laughs> <laughs> i don't ever want to come out <laughs> that's the best way you can describe it <laughs> yeah exactly because actually it was kind of a cocktail everything was so mixed up people were so mixed up work was so mixed up like and it was the best part was people were crazy actually so yeah. if you would see there was a uh, there was a time period in our college when everyone had colored hair so and uh, so in the city uh, we we used to go out to city just on the weekends because it was a little far away so you could spot out a nifton like straight from a very farther distance itself like yeah. with their colored hair so everyone almost everyone had the colored hair and there was a era that sometimes we everyone was wearing sarees and it was, it was crazy actually which color did you choose so i was with the subtle one i first tried on uh, coffee caramel kind of a thing and then oh. i went for red <laughs> i wasn't in college for long and i held yeah. out for my internship so yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's there too so you're really good at many different skills right and it is very difficult to narrow mm-hmm. it down to one so what do you think is your ultimate quest in life okay it's tough yeah. because um, i never really checked uh, which is the best one but i guess uh, it would be critical thinking Okay. because uh, i have a very weird habit plus uh, an interest of analyzing everything in detail mm-hmm. then like researching about it and finding alternates for it and um that would be my ultimate question life as well because uh, i guess that's why i chose this field of being a designer specifically product designer or an experience designer where i can bring in my critical thinking and design things for the user which provides a seamless experience overall and brings out a lot of joy and satisfaction after the user product 
yeah the sherlock holmes like a designer so yeah <laughs> it felt like a self promotion <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so how was your internship experience with as an art director with leo burnett so what was that feeling okay. like when you backed airtel as a client okay so that yeah. was another crazy experience that gave me another big direction for my future career so mm-hmm. i joined as an art direction in turn and uh, it was almost impossible to believe when i got the confirmation because it's like the top agencies of the world yeah and um, i was fortunate enough to have a great team by my side because uh, there were a few other people in uh, like a few other friends i made there who were in other teams and they were like the team was not so engaging but thankfully i was in such a great team i had such good good people around me and um, the office was so great and i made a lot of friends and everyone was so chill out there and uh, i had a team where I, i was reporting to a creative director his name was rohan and along with me in my team i had three other copywriters and four associate art directors and everyone was so helpful like everyone was so open about feedbacks even if i'm giving a suggestion they would con- consider that it's not like i was an intern so uh, they were like no 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 oh, yeah. we are right or it was not like they that. were welcoming your suggestions uh, yeah yeah exactly and yeah. i felt so great when my, my manager like the my creative director asked me to work on the pitch for airtel and i was like okay <laughs> because there are very few brands whom you always look up to when you're growing up and you have seen like grown up seeing their ads and like they kind of give you nostalgia airtel yeah. was one of them i always remember airtel and surfixel were two of these brands whose jingles and like yeah. all of the music the when they created were like yeah. yeah they have the best ad campaigns and uh we all remember the songs from adel ads especially yeah. the friends ones and all of those so that for a few amazing. days <laughs> yeah I, it was slightly difficult to believe that i'm working on a company's biggest pitch and it got even bigger uh, uh, just a day before the pitch when the chief strategy officer his name was uh, was dheeraj sinha he came up from mumbai and uh, chief creative officer rajdeep das so i have just read about rajdeep das on blogs and everyone like he is the uh, creative director of uh, leo burnett and uh, overall asia region and they were like such big names in the advertising who dropped in the office and asked to uh, present the pitch right before we have the actual pitch i thought my creative director would be going to present it but he called me up to present the part that i had worked upon Okay. and uh, this was all happening at around 12 am <laughs> so you work on all night it was such a crazy experience right before the pitch because everyone yeah. was going crazy and and because um, they had told us a lot of changes which were done to be in few hours so yeah. it was even more crazy so, so i remember that last yeah. minute changes does do matter a lot or not But yeah so uh, because uh, uh see we were collaborating virtually initially so we sent them the like if we were preparing a jingle for them so we sent them out the lyrics and this was the music but uh, since we were running a bit late they haven't seen the compiled version so when they saw there that happened with us so we were presenting that jingle at 12:30 am and he said no 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 the lyrics aren't working out with the music change it mm-hmm. and it's 12:30 am we have the pitch at 10 am in the morning and he says no change it and <laughs> just in the couple of hours immediately it was sent out to the studio everything was re-recorded in just a couple of hours and uh, finally when the pitch was done they came back uh, happy and said it was good and within a few days we got an info that ours made it to the top and uh, Ooh, yeah really so good. i was 
just there for like two months so by then like it wasn't out on the official notice but uh, i guess i got to know officially after like two three months and it was official after two three months but when my friends told me about it i was so happy and they were like if you were here we would have partied so hard <laughs> and everyone in my family was like when is our ad coming when is our ad? i said oh, they had just bagged it <laughs> it will come not, soon yeah it is not and not even like it's not even necessary that what you are pitching they would use it but like yeah. i just worked on a part of it so there's a video on apple's youtube channel they design a box for a pizza yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i think we can yeah. relate it to that as well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly so <laughs> it's it, it, changes exactly the agency experiences all like that because or any your client doesn't listen to you at all if they want a thing at this particular time you yeah. have to deliver it it doesn't mm-hmm. matter it is saturday sunday 2am night anything exactly so, yeah yeah so you also have been working as a freelance designer and photographer for 5 mm-hmm. years now so what are your views on freelancing first and what do you think is better a 9 to 5 job or a freelancer okay so as i told that i started taking up the projects from the very first year of my college and yeah. uh, i took up some unpaid ones as well uh, i wouldn't blame the companies like because it was my decision to take those up because i just wanted to like validate myself first before uh, properly getting paid i just wanted to test out what are my skills and what i'm worth so so that i could mm-hmm. pitch in uh, the amount i actually wanted so coming to which is better among 9 to 5 or freelance is very subjective and totally like depends on the person but uh, uh, however uh, as cool and chill freelance looks it isn't <laughs> you have yeah. you feel like you're your own boss and that's true but you need to wear like multiple hats you you have to deal with the client you are the own finance officer you are the operations officer you are the marketing officer and even sales one you have to get everything on your own your equipments your licenses your subscriptions all of those so usually we tend to miss out all of these things while we are considering for freelance like uh in, when we are in college we usually get this from college or like we just use some jugars but when we actually get into professional we need to have all of these things and yeah. when you're working for a company usually they provide but when you're working as a freelancer then you have to manage your expenses there because these softwares are not very cheap like they they, they have a massive amount uh, to be paid for them as well yeah so um i think freelancing is working 24/7 and oh <laughs> yeah yeah like minutes. that also depends on uh, like you, like yeah, yeah, yeah. want to take yeah. so uh, when i was doing freelancing in college it was clear that i won't work on the weekends now sometimes i do but initially that i had a set rule that i won't work on the weekends uh, and it's good that if you're setting up because that helps you create a little bit of balance in your life as well yeah that so, boundaries are important yeah also. yeah yeah and for selecting freelance as a full time option i would first suggest uh, to go for a job not necessarily a 9 to 5 but it could be a part time as well because yeah. uh, that helps you understanding the functioning of the company and how the work is done there yes, so yes. when you learn how it is done there then you could apply the same thing there and by that time uh, one can save up something and then go for full freelance because in freelance uh, there's no guarantee that you would earn you'd be earning a fixed income yes so there could be some months you could earn exceptionally great but there might be cases where there are no projects so why should always keep in mind the extreme cases like it's good to be optimistic that i would get a lot of work that's great but you should always consider the extreme cases what if i'm not getting what are, what is the backup plan that i have and like yeah. then make a final decision the freelance can be considered as a sine wave <laughs> yeah exactly not like it could with varying amplitudes but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and sometimes you might need a team as well because sometimes uh, just alone it's very difficult that a lot of great big companies uh, give out a project because uh, they always look out for a team because uh, yeah. what if you are uh, you are falling sick or what if you're not available for something so yes. they would always be looking out if you have at least two or three people with you so that you can take up those projects so yeah. that is a, where um, i feel a little bit of con is there if you are having two three people along with you then it's great yeah but then the freelancing part also comes sacrifices a bit if Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you can have people as in, um, let's say, if I am working as a graphic designer, I could collaborate with a product designer or an animator. Yeah. Yes, so yes. So whenever like uh, some task comes in, uh, if a company requires the other thing, I could share that work with the other person so that it yeah. splits up. I and uh, you you have an added portfolio as well. Like yeah, yes, yes. So that got it. Yeah. So with many firms embracing an online presence these days, mm-hmm. so design systems are very popular. So what are design systems, and why do you think a firm needs one? Okay, I think they are very very popular these days because yeah. companies are now getting to know the importance of UI and UX, yeah. and how um, UI UX can impact the overall business. And uh, they are very essential to maintain the unity and the harmony of the brand across all the products. Because let's say a company starts with A and then expands to B, C, D. So all of those products are to be in unity and in harmony with the original brand. It yes. should look like a whole family, and uh, inside each product as well. So it saves like a significant amount of time if built properly and used properly. Initially, yeah, it takes uh, some times to build it up, but that's totally worth it. And uh, it's actually a must-have for every company, whether big or small. And that should be the first steps I feel uh, while the, while a company is setting up a design team. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, it's meant to be living or breathing, as we say. Like design system is always breathing, so that yes. you can always iterate on it. It's not that yeah. if you have built a few guidelines, so they are like. Uh, Going to be followed forever. You can iterate it on the base of research, the outcomes you're getting, and according to the old uh, your own brand. And uh, as the brand evolves, uh, uh, initially you can set some basic foundations, but as the brand evolves, you can simply like keep iterating it. And, so it should be versatile. Uh, yeah, 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 it should be versatile. And uh, if uh, even if the company has this in-house design team or the outsourcing uh, the designs from some agency. Yeah. a design system is must to have because it maintains the overall unity because let's yes, say if yes. um, uh, a person or designer from their own team is working and some new designer joins in so it would be very difficult to explain him what type of components they should use and if they're outsourcing let's say if they uh, have outsourced the first initial designs from company a and they created something and now they're outsourcing from company b and how do you explain the company b that okay this is yeah. what you have to follow So it gives a, a direction and foundation to both design and development team as well, and uh, it acts as a bridge uh, between them. So yes, just uh, for example, like if you have already created like a call to action button, uh, yeah. if you are working individually on that, uh, so you would spend around thirty minutes to define all the states, uh, like the padding, what would be the height, what would be the font size in the idea, and parallelly, if another designer is also working and you do not have the guidelines defined so yes. he would also be spending another 30 minutes to create it yeah yeah and then when you would uh, send it out to the developer he would be spending another 
double the time because he would be creating your CTA as well and his CTA as, as well yeah. with both different guidelines. Yes. So if everything has a set uh, foundation, it saves a lot of time for yeah. sure. Got it, got it. So in, in UX design, right, it's mm-hmm. not surprising to see that people are coming from many different fields. So mm-hmm. what exactly do you look for in people when hiring? <laughs> You're uh, absolutely right and it's not surprising at all. Yeah. So I've been taking a lot of mentor sessions and 90% of my mentees are not from design background. Huh. Um, in fact, when I'm uh, hiring for my own company, the applications that we're receiving more than 80% of them are not from any design institutes or have taken up any like formal design education. Yeah. So it's actually a great thing that a lot of self-taught designers are coming up because design is not something that could be taught a lot. You could be taught about the processes, but it's once my own mindset and the thinking that they shape up, that is what uh, brings out in a good designer. Yeah. So the great thing is that uh, these people have the guts to make that shift uh, else a lot of people are just simply pursuing their jobs just because they uh, have uh, received a degree in that but not because they actually want to do it so it's a great thing that um, and we also support such talent because it uh, doesn't matter what degree you have but your thinking process mm-hmm. and uh, UX is the field where you have to put the user before you always so even yeah. if you personally don't like a particular color or a particular design or shape but if your users do you will have to put it out for them because it's yes, uh, exactly. you always have to design for your users and uh, that's the main thing that we look out for uh, while uh, hiring the candidate that if they're able to think from a user's perspective and can create user-centric solutions what is their design process so it doesn't uh, matter much that if you know the softwares because i feel if someone has come this way they would learn the software in the industry like in maximum a week or 10 days it's not yeah. very hard to use and once you get used to it you could anyone could use a software but what is the process that goes behind yeah. so a lot so of software softwares are changing a lot so yeah exactly one software then yeah yeah, yeah exactly so let's say if i just know sketch right now and my company is using figma so yeah. i could easily catch up on that but uh, i could not uh, uh, create my thinking skills initially from the very scratch yeah exactly so the first way uh, is to look at their portfolio and uh, a lot of people just add the UI designs as in the final screens in their portfolio which is not very helpful because uh, if I'm looking as a recruiter you can simply copy those screens how would I get to know that how did you come on like uh, come to this final design so uh, what is essential is the thought process that you have put up in creating that screen so that is what we look out for and Portfolio is uh, something which is an experience in itself that you have created for the recruiter. That's what I feel. So yes, it yes. has to be as seamless as possible. And it's like uh, one por- one's portfolio should speak in their absence. It should be like a uh, storytelling thing that uh, the other person is reading and they're able to uh, experience it very seamlessly and they should be able to grasp everything that you have put it out there. And it yeah. should be very self-explanatory. It should be a reflection of them. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, your uh, It should reflect your own style so that you stand out in other applicants yeah. and all of that. So, you know, design is a very inclusive job, right? Mm-hmm. And different perspectives always arise. So, when collaborating with different teams, how do you resolve conflicts? Uh, that's the most important thing because <laughs> design is so subjective that yeah. 
what you would like the other person might not like what they like you might not like and this happens a lot and yeah. um, i feel it's fun as well because uh, just because uh, like only if you take in the constructive manner and uh, not hold any grudges for the other person uh, like also try to understand their point of view yeah because uh, this creates a lot of discussions and the, those discussions are very important and i feel they they have a lot of insights so the best thing is to have a discussion over it not just one multiple discussions this actually yeah. opens up your mind and slowly increases your capability of listening to others as well and yes. uh, it it might be a case where the other person actually makes sense so if you are listening them properly considering them properly you might change your own opinion and the conflict is resolved that way itself yeah um another way is to be backed by data that's the best thing in the industry that uh, yeah. if you're pitching in a change you should have a valid reason that why it should be changed what is the current problem with the current design or anything which you want to change and what would be the outcome or the impact if uh, you are changing something and if that would be implemented so if you mm-hmm. already have all of this data prior to when you're pitching this solves half of the problem because the other people won't uh, even point it out because you you have a data backing you yeah. so and uh, also another way is collaborative uh, to be collaborative and to be open to feedback and uh, instead of making designs and just shipping it out on your own it's always good to take feedback from your teammates like asking them for feedbacks if you're confused between two things just uh, ask them which one do you like just take the feedback from the whole team and whichever uh, votes you get uh, more so obviously you can go ahead with that Yeah so why do you think firms change fonts is there any some is there anything behind it so uh, change fonts as in after a a long period of time or so just twitter recently changed its font mm-hmm. right so why do you think companies do that so actually it is also to give a fresh feeling so okay. as uh, as new generations are coming up and uh, uh, when we see a lot of trends around us so uh, brands also try to adapt that so let's say a few years back serifs were in fashion so yeah. all of the things all of the brands were align, trying to align with serifs then there were uh, condensed fonts um, in between uh, which were in uh, a lot of trend yeah. uh, nowadays stretch fonts are in trend so uh, a lot of uh, brands try to adapt those trends and also to give a fresh feel to the brand like a brand always evolves and they always try to make it simpler and more modern So yeah, that is why they change the font and even the colors. Perfect. So what has helped you most in your career right now and is it curiosity or something else? Uh curiosity definitely. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, allowed me to put my hands on multiple things which yeah. I would continue doing <laughs> to know <laughs> what's best for me. And uh, apart from that acceptance or uh, you could say taking feedbacks in a constructive manner. Uh I know there could be cases where the feedback doesn't make any sense. but mostly we should be open to critical feedbacks that's what i personally feel and personally that has helped me a lot in my own career okay. and uh, apart from collaboration i always underestimated the power of collaboration or teamwork until yeah. i met a great team like in college i was uh, i was like oh i don't know how the other person if we were in group projects i don't i always felt like how the other person is going to do this what if they spoil it so let me do it on my own but mm-hmm. until i met a great team i uh, like then i realized okay this is the power of the team and you can't build great things alone Ma- yeah. like maybe you can but uh, with a team you can make it better and in lesser amount of time yes, so yes. i guess what's the harm to have it so kind of like a lone wolf meeting its pack 
yeah 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 exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it sounds great so okay. we often make decisions and sometimes under the influence of our friends first of all do you get influenced by your peers when making a decision and if not how do you avoid it okay to be honest uh, never uh, i never get influenced uh, not just from my friends peers or even if um, i have uh, you could say a mentor i listen to all of those all of them very with a very open mind yes. i absorb all of that and then i analyze on my own that okay what is uh, good for me so you could call me self obsessed here but i feel i would be the best person to take a decision for me and it shouldn't be influenced in any way to avoid uh, any kind of biases and uh, in fact in lot of uh, cases i i almost do the opposite what my friends have told so. <laughs> and what everyone else was doing and mostly mm-hmm. it has turned out good for me and even if not then i learned a lesson for life and i do not regret it because i uh, that way i won't blame the other person that because of him i took this decision or her i took this decision and because of it my life is ruined or i am in this situation yeah. so i am responsible for my own actions and that doesn't spoil my relationship with the other person yes exactly so it's me also then if many people are doing some x thing Mm-hmm. then i probably won't do it it yeah. feels like you're just rushing in the crowd i yeah, i feel exactly. i feel like i should take out a little bit of my own time to analyze who am i and what is my forte or where i do fit in and then i guess i would put my hands into it yes that's right and so did you feel overwhelmed by the infinite ways in which you could shape your career at some point in life and if yes how did you overcome it uh yeah definitely because uh, Oh, when like the first point i feel it was after my 12th standard where i was clueless that what i have to do and uh, i i just knew that i had to do something creative and uh, but what i do not know because i i just knew that i did not want to go for fashion design and i always thought that design involves a lot of sketching and drawing which i wasn't good at so <laughs> again that was one blocker for me and then i everyone around me was like go for engineering my whole family is like full of engineers so <laughs> go for engineering so and i did <laughs> so <laughs> but like uh i realized it that it is not for me and <laughs> then i uh applied for nift and hope i could do the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i guess it's never too late because um yeah. and uh, uh the best way to overcome all of that is to jump into it unless you experience it uh like i was in the engineering and uh, I, if i would have just said no just like that so wouldn't have made a sense because now when i have experienced it i know that okay what was there and when i've learned design actually now i feel like going back to engineering because i feel i could apply it better with the help of design mm-hmm. so once you jump into it once you experience it uh then you can make a decision and i guess you won't regret it ever because uh, you will yeah. always have the chance to go back to it because you have already tried those things and yeah. this is also uh, have worked out for me because i think i have tried almost every possible thing that that could be <laughs> <laughs> if i leave out law and medical or <laughs> i think at some point you will take up those as well <laughs> designing for a law agency or Kind of that like is like uh, designing work itself, yeah. But but still, you will. I guess something. I even after twelfth, I gave a lot of exams, even for research, for uh, BSc, for what not. I don't remember. <laughs> like I guess 
if it it is uh, in me and my family from the very beginning itself like since the time i was born they used to send me to every other hobby class every yeah. summer or like every time i was engaged in something so if you talk about musical instruments i have like tried almost everything if you talk about dancing drama like all the hobby <laughs> classes i've been there all the art classes i've been there so it's like i've tried almost everything and if you ask me i could speak on most of the topics for some time i won't say like i'm a master but uh, yeah it is something yeah. like jack of all master of some so uh, that's that's my instagram bio i, I say oh. it everywhere <laughs> <laughs> that's nice so oh, no what what do you prefer a slow paced life or a fast paced life and why mm-hmm. okay uh, slow paced definitely because uh, i believe in slow and steady growth uh, i feel like being in that moment and enjoying it uh, rather than chasing for next thing which is yeah. uh, eventually has to come up next so let's be in the moment enjoy that at max it would be a little late so what at least experience properly the moment in which you're in and uh, if not now what is supposed to happen for you because you are putting in so much effort would happen for you anyway like it's coming i believe a lot in gratefulness i think so yeah got that's, it that's yeah. so what kind of impact do you think ux is going to have in the upcoming decade okay i feel it's going to be massive uh, yeah. for both companies and for the aspiring designers as well uh, this is already the most trending field uh, i feel and it's still going to top the charts in the coming years as well uh slowly the companies are getting to understand the impact and uh, what it could bring in for their businesses yeah nowadays companies are targeting more on the consumer happiness level instead of just promoting their businesses which could be improved a lot by ux also a lot of things that could be replaced by machines um uh, ai and other technologies but for ux one needs to have a lot of emotional cohesion and uh, hence it would bring out the best results if humans were <laughs> Yeah. Humans are going to do it. I don't know if any technology comes up in future uh, regarding this, but uh, it's best uh, as of now if it is done by humans, as it has to be designed for humans. Yeah. So, mm. and almost all the top tech institutes, I did not even realize it because uh, while I was in college, this field wasn't even much in trend, and we did not even know about it. It's just like two, three years back itself, and yeah. uh, now almost all top tech institutes in our country. Even, like iits or nits uh, are coming up with design departments which weren't there 2 years back yeah. but slowly everyone is getting to realize the importance of it and what it could uh, it would boom in next 5 6 years and even more i feel yeah design had taken a back seat previously yeah, yeah. now it's coming because people were not understanding the importance of it they were always have this misconception that it is just related to visual things but there's much more to design it is actually a problem solving aspect of any any uh, thing that you're doing exactly exactly yeah so that was a really great answer for sure so now mm-hmm. it's time for rapid fire okay. and there will be nine questions and you have to answer mm-hmm. each question in 10 seconds okay okay <laughs> okay so let's begin so who do you look up to uh my parents all the time <laughs> great who's your favorite fictional character uh i guess everyone who has spent some time with me could answer this but uh minions uh, uh had it not been fictional it would definitely have been a panda <laughs> but <laughs> minions for sure so do you see ai as a threat or an advantage mm, advantage but uh, with a threat if not used wisely oh nice favorite past time uh 
are roaming around and uh, exploring new places for food. <laughs> so big foodie. <laughs> Favorite dialogue from a movie or a TV series? Ah, uh, wait, wait, wait. That is um, from Z N M D. Uh, uh, seize oh. the day, my friend. पहले दिन की पूरी तरह जियो माया. फिर चालीस के बारे में सोचना. What's the best part about being a designer? Ah, uh, you have a very, very, very open mind. That's uh, it's with me at least. I don't know about others, but yeah, you get a very open mind. Favorite song? So I have a few on list, but currently the one is "Coach uh, Passing By." That's uh, by a band Chime It When Chime It Toast, and it's like a combination of Malayalam, Hindi, and English. I don't understand Malayalam, but it feels nice. And uh, my all-time favorite is "Achal Ke Tujhe" by Kishore Kumar. So that's like. So how would you describe your life in one line? party which has a lot of drama of course <laughs> so favorite quote or tagline gratitude is the best medicine so. that's that's really great so thanks a lot for being on the show it was really really great talking to you for yeah, sure yeah i had so much fun as well it was a really nice experience yeah. cheers bye okay so bye thanks a lot for listening hope you all had a great time Nine degrees exploring new angles. Also, we love to hear from you. Do drop us a review and follow us on Instagram at the rate nine degrees official. And yeah, do subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Till then, stay tuned. Cheers.